Okay, so welcome to Blue Bluestone Apps Podcast. And uh, today uh, we're talking to Kimry. Uh, thank you, Kimry, for being on here. Absolutely. Kimry, yeah, Kimry is with True Team. And so we are going to find out about her business and uh, some things that are going on in, in the True Team world and then uh, go from there. So uh, just a short, sweet little introduction for you, Kimry. Appreciate uh, that. What? With you. Not a problem. So, um, and I, I am correct. That's the name of your company, True Team. Is that right? Yes, sir. That is correct. Okay. So we're just going to get right into it here, and uh, I'm going to let Kimry do a lot of the talking. I'll just uh, start with a few questions. So um, why don't we uh, start with um, how did you get started? Well, first, let me just back up. What What is kind of a brief overview, uh, elevator pitch on what True Team does? Yes, so True Team exists to help people that work together uh, work better together and win together. Um, that's really our tagline. It's about it's about working together and winning. And, uh, you know, post-COVID, there are a lot of teams that are having to redefine and shift and pivot. And um, I'm really uh, passionate about just giving people an opportunity to have a better quality of life at work. Um, because then that tends to leak over into having a better quality of life at home as well. So that's why we exist. Excellent. Well, that makes sense now. Now I understand why it's a true team. That, <laughs> that's clear. Yes, sir. Well, and there's a different, you know, Kevin, the, the reason that, that the name meant so much to me originally when I started the company 12 years ago was that, you know, a lot of people think of a team as just a group of people that report to work together, and that to me is just geography. Um, I've, I've seen teams and, and had the privilege of kind of having a front row seat to teams over the last 30 years, and some of them just, oh, wow, they, they work together. It seems easy. It seems like magic, but they're really are proven strategies and systems that go behind um, a team that can come together like that. And so my focus is always on helping a group of people become a true team and not just kind of that, that team title that comes if you report to the same location to work each day. Totally makes sense. I'm sure it goes from one extreme to the other. Yes, sir. <laughs> it does. Yeah, so um, is there specific, like, industries that you mainly work with, or is it all over the board? Well, I started um, my professional career in the service industry, um, hotels and food and beverage and operations specifically. So I do have a lot of service industry cli uh, clients. Um, however, then it really quickly expanded to a lot of small business owners, so different industries, um, automotive, the medical field, um, really the, the, the skills and the experiences that I have with teams are transferable across industries. Okay. That's awesome. So you, you touched on it a little bit, but how did you get started in this business? Yeah. Um, well, out of college, I was fortunate enough to, to join a great hospitality company and uh, with no, you know, I hadn't targeted hotels or travel, but coming from a small town in North Carolina, I kind of wanted to see the world. So uh, mm -hmm. hotels was the focus, honestly, and uh, the hotel industry gave me my first job and was with them for 20 years. Um, but I don't know if you've experienced this, Kevin, or if any of your listeners have, but as you tend to go higher and higher in corporate organizations, uh, for me, I felt like I was getting farther and farther away from the people that actually get the results achieved. Um, mm -hmm. And it's also kind of lonely at the top. I, my, my last position was a, as a vice president of human resources, and um, I – 
I just found myself over the last few years wishing that I had, you know, a confidential confidant that I could just call and vent to without any fear of repercussions, um, someone that would be knowledgeable and experienced so that could maybe, you know, whisper in my ear and tell me how to fix you know, crippling conflicts that maybe I was experiencing with my team or with my peers or other colleagues, um, and that that person just didn't exist. And so um, ultimately, in, back in 2011, I, I, I became a reluctant entrepreneur and just started on my own to really provide that service to other people who were in similar positions. That's totally awesome. It's funny, as kind of an oxymoron, like here you are in charge <laughs> of human resources, but you can't talk to the actual human. That's right. <laughs> Right, like what you need to talk about, what you're really stuck with. You know, there's just a at that level, you just fear, you know, impact on your career or retaliation of some sort. You know, if you've got struggles with the powers that be that are making decisions that you may or may not agree with. You know, there's just a lot of complexities, and you just, for me, I just found myself feeling very alone, even in a sea of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people people around the world. Absolutely. I can see that. And there's probably a whole lot of other people in that same position that you were. Hmm. And by default, that's just how it works because the company gets bigger and there has to be a human resources person. Uh, but then uh, they get to be separate from the actual workers. Yes. yes. Um, so, so is it fair to so I, I understand on a high level your services are to get everybody to be in a true team. Um, how does that work? I mean, if if someone sees they have this issue, I assume you have to pretty much customize your service depending upon what they need. Is that correct, or how do you do that? Yeah, thank, I, that's a great question. I I have pr- taken a lot of pride over the last um, 12 years being in business that, yes, my process, I am very customized. You know, every team to me is unique as a fingerprint, um, and so how specifically to iron out whatever conflicts they're having or just obstacles that are in the way to them achieving their true potential are are very unique. However, over all of these years, um, I have developed a system, you know, that I I found a pattern that I tend to walk through um, to take a team from where they are to where they want to be. Um, The specifics involved in each of the steps may look a little differently, um, but the process is the same for, for nearly every team. So um, that's a process called uh, Team RX, the prescription for better results. And I only recently started talking about that. I did a couple of master classes over this last couple of months, actually, just sharing that process because I've, what I've learned is that a lot of people just feel stuck and they don't know what first next step to take. And so mm-hmm. just by sharing that system, I think that's helped a lot of people in terms of what I specifically provide when I uh, connect with a client. Uh, probably Kevin, the thing I love the most doing is spending time facilitating executive team retreats. You know, th- that could be yeah. a four half a day meeting or it could be a day or two days, but it's, it's a short term, um, kind of, I don't want to say a quick fix, but it's a real powerful block of time that really serves as a catalyst for them moving towards kind of where they've been and how they, how they've been a little stagnant to then opening up um, you know, a whole new world of possibilities for how they can improve working together. So doing those executive team retreats is a big is how I spend most of my time. And then in addition, I serve as a keynote speaker on some of the critical topics that the majority of my clients are struggling with, things like critical communication skills, um, team development strategies, and then, of course, um, leading multiple generations in the workforce. That's, 
that's been a popular topic over the last five to seven years, I'd say. Yeah, I can see why that would be. Um, yeah, this team retreat's really good. In fact, we did a whole week one time with our production team, and oh, uh, that that was awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. And did you do it internally? Um, no, Kevin, we went somewhere. You... We actually went to a uh, Airbnb on the beach and uh, stayed there for five days. But at the same time, it was, it was great, but all these things are hitting home for us, too, because so many times you have these pieces like that that you do, and that's almost two years ago now. So you can't just do it once every two years, you know. Oh, and it, so, <laughs> yeah, true. So true. Like the, um, and even in the, the Team RX system, I mean, the most important part is the, is the last step about just a proactive plan for wellness. You know, it's built on this medical analogy that you know, basically you, you – you define your symptoms and then you do some examinations, you know, just like going to the doctor. There's just some basic things, you know, your temperature and all those things. But the the process walks through, you know, diagnosis and the prescription and then act, do an actual treatment for your team. But then that last piece is really important. You know, once you get to a, a really high level of performance, um, you know, you're winning the gold medal, you're achieving all your goals. Um, if you take your eye off the balls, I mean, everything externally changes so quickly and even just a small change can really shake the foundation of, of even the highest performing teams. I can believe that. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah I like some of the uh, Q&A you had in your website really spelled it out. Uh, there was one specifically I read that said that, you know, I believe if you could fix your team yourself, you would have done it already. Oh, That's gosh. <laughs> I, I, yes, I, I, that's funny you highlight that. That's probably, that's one of the, my favorite points because that was my reality before I started providing these services to other people. Um, you know, I, I was a, a, a contract facilitator and trainer, you know, for decades. But if the problem was on the team that I was part of, I always needed to phone a friend. I needed to call someone outside mm -hmm. to come in so I could just be a, a pure participant. Um, and ideally, the person facilitating, you know, they, they know what I care about. They know what my goals were. So it was almost like being able to serve, you know, be in two places at one time. Like I had this amazing facilitator that really was focusing on the things that I would want to focus on, but I didn't have to worry about, you know, the facilitation, creating the agenda, and keeping the conversation safe, you know, just, just by sheer title if you're a member of the team. Um, you know, there are just expectations and, um, you know, that, that you can't take away. Even even the most generous, kind, loving leader that everybody appreciates, you know, there are still things kind of like a parent. You know, if you say something, it could hit people in a way because you are, you know, you play a role that's relative to their career. So having an objective, neutral confidant in a facilitator at those sessions, to me, was, is of, of critical value. Totally makes sense. I can see why that how that would be. Um, so your services are, are across the board. Like you said, it's customized according to the. Uh, I guess you have some kind of analyzation process you do when some new team comes to you. Is that correct? Yes, sir, for sure. Yeah, a lot of discovery, um, a lot of listening. I think that's that's a superpower. Um, real listening, and um, because again, if you get the diagnosis correct, the prescription can be pretty. It's pretty simple, um, but I think diagnosis is one of the the, the key things that sometimes a, a neutral, objective observer 
I'm not just doing interviews, conducting interviews and collecting data, um, but someone who can just see things on the outside and can really prove, you know, what's fact and what's fiction, what's opinion and what's what's real reality of what's going on. Um, sometimes it's it's not easy to um, to uncover or even maybe be willing to verbalize and say out loud what the real problems, the real issues are going on on a team that you're on. Um, but, you know, there's just, there's no shame in, in having roadblocks. You know, we're all human and leading people is hard and getting everybody to row in the boat in the same direction just isn't an easy task. I think it's more difficult now than certainly it's ever been in my lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have the advantage. We have an office and we do, um, some people work remote. So <clears throat> having that big room is a, a big plus. But has that made it, has that made it difficult for you to, um, deal with teams that are most that are all remote or majority now? Yes, I you know, it does for me for me personally just because I you know, I'm one of those people that just prefer face to face and maybe hmm. it's because I've dealt with high level conflict for so long that you know, there's it's really hard to open up a real uh, critical can of worms across technology, you know, when you can't hmm. be in the room and actually have the 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 connections, the energy, just the intimacy of being there together, that can be way more difficult to get people to, to open up and be candid, you know, over over digital technology. So for, for me personally and what I do, I found that tough. But, you know, connections between remote workers on teams is, is certainly a prevalent um, challenge and opportunity for a ton of businesses today post-pandemic. Yes, absolutely. I believe that. So um, I don't know if this question makes sense, but, um, you know, kind of you're, you're in an industry that uh, obviously is getting to be more demanding or more in demand, let's say that probably both. Um, so, um, you know, what are some things that are happening in your industry or in the industry that's related to your services? Well, I think you, you touched on one with that last question, just as more uh, companies have a hybrid work arrangement or they're solely remote. Um, I think a lot of people are trying to do delivery of team experiences and trying to bring people together um, virtually instead of in person. So I know a lot of that stuff is going on. I don't consider myself an expert in that space yet. I, I like for reasons that I shared um, before and potentially because usually by the time someone calls me, um, their, you know, their their house is a little bit on fire. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I can believe it. But, you know, like they just, like you said, um, maintenance is always something that I'm doing with teams that I that I started with from a, a point of critical <laughs> pain. <laughs> and uh, so I think I think doing things virtually and just building on an existing team that's working well together. Um, there's a lot of work being done uh, virtually right now by a lot, and I do think. There are also a lot of very high-end um, team retreats, like more destination retreats, like you spoke about even, that that may be outside of the price point that a lot of the clients I'm working with could afford. Um, I always recommend doing these experiences off-site and not in the office uh, for benefits that I'm, I'm sure you could speak to firsthand, uh, going away and getting out of the, you know, the just the visible parts of work so that people could really think and, you know, wear normal clothes and not have a name tag on and just be the, the people that they are. 
can really speed up uh, getting back to purpose and focus and alignment. Um, so I always recommend being off-site, but there are a lot of people doing what I do that are leading, you know, destination retreats for really C-suite level executives. And so, you know, they, they travel far. But a lot of the service industry clients and small businesses that I have, they have, you know, limited resources and they want something that can um, significantly impact the way they're working together, um, but potentially at a, at a lower price point because this probably wasn't budgeted for or thought of initially. And so uh, that tends to be the case with a lot of the people that I serve. Totally understanding. So um, do you have any service expansion plans? other type of services or things that you're currently thinking about expanding on? Um, yeah, I, you know, and this is something that with your expertise in your company, I look forward to, to guidance from you as well. But for me, in terms of expansion, I am still a, a single woman business owner. I'm a team of one. Mm -hmm. And for 12 years, I'm, I'm very humbled and also really proud to say that all of my work has been uh, on a referral basis. It's all been word of mouth since I started in 2011. Um, mm -hmm. I can only do so much. However, I, I genuinely have a passion to serve as many people as I can. So for me, expansion looks right now more like scalability and being able to set up digital, you know, platforms that can let people know that someone like me exists. Um, because again, if I get back to the heart of why I started the company to begin with, I, I certainly didn't know of anyone like me, and so I feel like I'm doing a disservice and maybe not reaching as many people as I could potentially help by not having a, a, a digital platform where, you know, people can, can search and, and find someone that does what I do. Um, and in addition to that, providing all the free resources at, um, at no cost to as many leaders that are really, they really want to do a good job these days, but even even the most experienced of leaders are finding themselves really struggling with, um, you know, current workforce dynamics. And, um, and then there are, of course, those that are just coming out of college newly in positions to supervise people um, that may be older than them, that may have different experiences. Um, there's just such a wide variety of types of leaders, and, and I have invested gosh, tens of thousands of dollars in all the certifications I have and 30 years of working with teams around the world that are all very diverse. Um, if I can compress time, if I can save people time and energy and money and just provide resources that I know um, have proven success uh, records, then I really want to do that. So that's the biggest focus for me from an expansion standpoint right now. Totally makes sense. So it's a, so it's a uh, combination of expansion and scalability of how that expansion, what would that would look like, in other yes, words? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Um, you want to keep the personal touch, and you still want to help a lot of people, many people as possible. Yes, 100%. 100%. <laughs> so that kind of leads into the final question. I guess that you kind of answered it in a, in a, in a, in a way there. But where do you see you and your business going into the future, uh, Kimry? Um, into the future, I genuinely want to – leverage technology to ensure that if people are out there that want to get better results with their team with their team that they know where to find these resources so i would love to be you know saying a, saying a pioneer in that space is is really sounds really arrogant to me but again as i talk to people who do things that are similar to what i do i just don't find many people doing it the way that I do it. Like it really is personal. Like for me in my life, work 
is very personal. Like it, it, it was aligned with and connected to just my, my purpose as, as being a good human in the world and trying to spread kindness and, um, and be generous, you know, spirit and sharing knowledge and, um, and skills. And so, uh, figuring out how to, how to keep that personal touch, but touching more people is that really is, that's the future for me. And I'd love to, to, to be able to accomplish that. That's wonderful. And, can totally feel your heart in that. That's, that's beautiful, Kimry. Thank you, Chip. Absolutely. Well, good. Well, um, we're going to wrap this up. And, uh, Kimry, greatly appreciate your uh, time today on the interview. Yes, sir. Thank you Love for it. having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Absolutely. And uh, just so everybody knows, and we'll post that when we do the podcast, there'll be a link to her website, BeTrueTeam.com. Um, you know, if you have issues with your team and uh, if you have a team, uh, there's probably 90% chance there's something that could be more efficient. And um, don't don't hesitate to reach out to uh, Kimry at BeTrueTeam.com, B-E-T-R-U-E-T-E-A-M.com. And I'm sure she would love to talk to you. Cheryl Rudd. Well, thanks again, Kimry. This ends our podcast. And again, we appreciate everybody listening.